And as if you couldn't get away from us, <laughs> here we are again. Hold still. <laughs> uh, the title of this episode, as I'm sure you saw when you clicked on it somewhere, Calamitous Cop-Outs. Yeah, we just like to have fun with our <laughs> titling sometimes. <laughs> uh <laughs> So yeah, what the hell are we talking about? Well, you'll you'll find out. Um, let's let's jump right into the LDS uh, Church in the news by saying the LDS Church in, in the news. The news. <laughs> uh, I just couldn't get away from this one, guys, and this one could be an entire episode by itself. Um, it just kind of makes me mad. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So four days ago here, September 17th, 2019, Rusty jumps on over to BYU in Provo and gives a devotional. Uh, I attended a few of those myself when I was attending the Y back in the day. I don't think I attended one with Rusty, but uh, anyway. So he, he gives this address, I think primarily prompted, honestly, by the concern that's been bubbling up from the college community uh, and, you know, uh, all other communities in the Mormon church here and there about some of the issues that have been happening with policies. And it, I think it all started with the LGBT policy back in uh, that November of 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then they, you know, had kind of a a pseudo retraction slash revision of that policy. No, and then no, all no. The, revelation. Come on. Oh, that's oh, damn it. I yeah. always get that wrong. Yeah. I'm cross. I got a little post-it here. I'm crossing out uh, retraction and revision. I'm putting in revelation. Yeah. Okay. Good boy. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys can find this uh, talk online. It's called the love and laws of God. Does that remind you of something? So remember uh, our last episode here, we talked about the happiness letter and, uh, (laughs) and Joseph gave the same kind of thing to Nancy Rigdon. Did he not? He said, uh, you know, you have some apprehension about me asking you to go down in the barn. Uh, but look, you know, there's laws of God and he, he loves you. Uh, but he has laws you know, and this this little dichotomy here, when the one seems to contradict the other, and uh, he he hits it. Old Rusty hits it. Um, should I ca- start calling him Rusty Nail, <laughs> as in Rusty Nelson? Hey, I like that. <laughs> well, he's Rusty Nail. He's, he's ninety-five. <laughs> There's got to be some rust in there somewhere. Uh, I think his his wife would shiver to admit it in a talk show or something, but I'm sure there is. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he when he asked her to sit on the rusty nail, oh, oh, oh man, that's just oh, oh, jeez, why'd I go there? <laughs> anyway, he gives these he gives these truths. Watch out! Here's some truth spouting. Um. Assuming his dentures don't fall out <laughs> while he's spouting. Uh, <laughs> so 
Truth, truth number one, you're sons and daughters of God. There we go. I am a child of oh, God. Think about it. You, yeah. I already know. You already know. How many of the rest of you already know where he's going when he starts like that? Yeah. It, it's yeah. A, like you said, it's a pattern, and it really does mimic Joseph's pattern. So it's been going mm-hmm. on from day one, the same circuitous fucking what's the word for it fucked up logic is what it is yeah yeah and you know what kills me in this one um like i said we could do a whole episode on that on this you know uh maybe we should at some point but um he he decides in this little paragraph to to go back to the whole you know this how how many decades have these old farts been telling the the youth of the time you've been reserved for this time you are the elect of god and all this shit right and you're like and how long does that time period last because <laughs> because <laughs> we're still saying it yeah right and so he does he still says it uh he said i wouldn't be surprised if when the veil is lifted in the next life, we learn that you actually pled with Heavenly Father to be reserved for now, for fuck's sake. Dude, you went you um, went Ezra Taft Benson on us there. I, I thought I was yeah. listen to Ezra. That was awesome. Good job. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, this, this is the nice little uh, reference here, too, that we've heard a bazillion times. One thing is certain. You are the house of Israel. Oh, shit. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. What is that really? Don't tell the Israelis that. <laughs> no, they're not houses. They're fucking European descended Americans. We're talking about houses. Anyway, you're God's elect. Whatever. Truth number two truth is truth. Oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Some things are simply true. Because I he said says so. <laughs> yes, that's right. He should he should just say truth is what I say it is instead of truth is truth. But uh, a, a line in here: the arbiter of truth is God, not your favorite social media newsfeed, not Google, and certainly not those who are disaffected from the church. So don't listen to anybody who's gone through it. Don't do research. Truth is simply truth. Yeah. Um. Anyway, next. God loves every one of us with perfect love. Okay, I feel another shoe about ready to drop. If God loves you, if you love God, Nancy Rigdon, what are you going to do? Um, okay, let's see. Uh, and then where's number four in here? It's coming. Let's see Yeah, here. he goes for a while on that. Oh, three's a while, yeah. Truth number four... The Lord Jesus Christ, whose church this is, appoints prophets and apostles to communicate his love and teach his laws. Yeah, so you can't communicate, he can't communicate his love directly to you, and you can't get his laws from the scriptures. Mm -mm. You need the prophets and apostles to communicate that shit. This This is the happiness letter. Yes. All over again. It sure is, isn't it? I see so many. It's just so weird, probably because we just did that episode. There's so many parallels here. It's just crazy. Uh, 
Yep. Um, sometimes we leaders of the church are criticized for holding firm to the laws of God, defending the Savior's doctrine, even if it doesn't exist in any of our scriptures. Oh, wait a minute. What? Did I just, ins- I, I just put that in there. Sorry. That was subliminal. Um, <laughs> resisting the social pressures of the day. Sometimes we're accused of being uncaring. Uh, it's precisely because we do care deeply about all God's children that we proclaim his truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. His truth, not ours. Um, oh, hey, hey, look, exalt- at, look at this. Prophets are rarely popular. Oh, there we, oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You should- hey, going back to Jesus stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Prophets never loved in his own country, mm-hmm. right? That whole thing. Exactly. Uh, but we will always teach the truth, except when it's shown to not be true. And then we'll just throw that prophet under the bus, like Brigham Young. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Uh, uh, our commission is apostles to teach nothing oh, but my truth. Gosh, look at right under that. Perhaps I can illustrate this through. Oh, look at the words he uses policy adjustments. Yes. Policy Isn't that awesome? Fucking clever as hell, Rusty. Yeah. Regarding those who yeah. identify themselves as LGBT. Oh yep. my God. That's he he had to stay up and use his lighted pen to come up with that shit. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. His his trusty yellow pad. Trusty Rusty's yellow pad. Trusty I should Rusty. make a song. <laughs> yeah. Uh dude, uh policy adjustments. Yeah. Perfect. Interesting. And then he starts, consider the policy in November 2015, our concern then, and one we discussed at length and prayed about fervently over a long period of time. That's what cracks me up on a lot of this shit, man. It's like uh, God is one sadistic motherfucker. Yes. And he, when you need a policy, because things are going on in the world, right? And you're, hey, you've got this population that are LGBT and, you know, we need to... There's some gray area here. Let's give some policy here from God. He's going to make you work for it, man. You better fast. You better pray. You better weep and cry and sweat and bleed. <laughs> and He's going to... It's all because... For what? It's all because of his deep uh, abiding love for you. Really, he, yes. he has your highest good uh, at heart. Now... For instance, you know, if you were a farmer and your crops failed and your kids were starving, it, it's ultimately a good thing because they'll learn mm-hmm. to appreciate food that much more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and this, remember, this is his prophets and apostles. He's making them do the, the dance, man. He's not going to just give them revelation. They're going to have to pray and discuss for long periods of time. Wow. And try to find a way to reduce friction between gay or lesbian parents and their children. He, he says is how they what prompted this. And, you know, God's just not going to give it to them after all and say, hey, you're my prophets. I chose you to receive revelation. Here's the revelation. No, you got to work for it. Yeah. Every fucking time. This reminds me of, you know, you know the policy change on the blacks in 78. All of the yeah. different talks that were given, but especially from uh, Kimball, when he Himself, he yeah. talked at length about the great 
struggling and turmoil and hours and hours of pleading for direction. And I'm like, so there's some purpose in that. God is fucking torturing them with these processes for their own yeah. good for some reason. Somehow it, it will end up to be good. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. guess so. I mean, he wouldn't want to just give them their word no. or his word like he did in the scriptures, evidently, where they, you know, they'd think about something or or he sometimes it wasn't even on their mind and they'd go to bed and zing, here comes a revelation. Wow, I wasn't even thinking about that. God wants this revealed. No, it's flipped. I mean, you got to work for it, buddy. Wow. Uh, anyway, I'm getting hung up on that. Um so uh, finally, we also clarified that, yeah, whatever, Clarify, clarifications, adjustments, these are the words being used. Because, you know, after all these thousands of years of prophets and apostles talking with God, we still don't, he ha, God has an accent. Let's, I, I hate to say it, guys, but he, he's got a heavy accent. It's hard to understand him. So God often has to give clarifications and adjustments. I guess that would that be Colbanese? Yes, it's Colbanese. You got Colobian. it. Colobian. Um, Colobian, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you're well. Yeah, you know. Whatever. Uh, foreigners, foreigners call it Colobian. I mean, uh, Colbanese <laughs> is the correct. Of course, correct. We know name, that. But um, yeah, it's it's a very strong accent. It's something God just can't get rid of. He's tried to kick it. He can't can't get rid of it. Um, and then, and then it's hard to understand the guy. He goes to the the same default mechanism for number five. You you could almost just plan on it. We're just going to throw all reason to the wind and call it the voice of the spirit. And now, if you don't understand, it's because you are not hearing the spirit. You're not worthy to feel or hear or whatever experience the spirit. It's your fault if you don't understand why we're doing shit the way we're doing it. Do you see that number? Yeah. Whoa, yep. what? You got it. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Throw all that shit away. Um, just look, I'm trying to teach you guys an eternal lesson that you just don't get. God's still trying to tell this to you. The only way to really know something is true is through your feelings. That's it. Um, bless you. And only if those feelings match up with what we say is true, then it's true. And then here at the end where he graciously leaves a blessing upon the audience, I mm -hmm. bless you with greater capacity to receive revelation. You should be praying for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh. and, and remember, not just any revelation, only revelation that matches, supports, yeah. yes, what you've been told. <laughs> so, in other words, I sure hope the gaslighting and brainwashing sinks into you guys, yeah. and you're able to feel feelings that tell you exactly what I'm saying is true. Anything else is social media or hearsay or bullshit and and this oh my god so man he, oh. he, it took him that long to say the same thing that's been said over and over so again all i see is a rearranging of words adjectives pronouns all of it but it's it's the same message and think about it there cannot be another one 
they there is nowhere else for them to go it will That's right. it will always end with it's up to you to get a witness of this from the spirit for yourself that's it. End of story. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah. Have a nice night. Right. I love you all. Hope you get better revelations. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hope you're. Hope you feel good. Hope this. Hope you feel the truth. Feel it. You know. It, <laughs> it's, that is, you're right. That's the only place to go when you take the research route. And we recall, right? The church has done this many times in the past, and they have a fucking an entire archaeological department, right? I mean, digs and research and all this shit. Um, they've taken that route. They've had uh, spokespeople, quote unquote, for the church, like the Hugh Nibleys of the past, you know, these, these scholastic research focused approaches. Um, and it's failed them. Yeah. It's failed them. Mis- right. Miserably. And so, yeah, miserably uh, it, for a while when all the picture wasn't understood from a research perspective to a lot of these topics, you had kind of this, uh, in the worst case, tenuous. I mean, there was a reasonable opportunity to kind of make a research point or two with some of these uh, claims. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen, all of the research as it continues, continues to discount the claims. And so you're back to feelings. Uh, and that's it. You hit it, right? Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> <laughs> feelings of love. <laughs> I love you very oh, much. Oh, it reminds me of Princess Bride. Yeah. Uh, that My favorite scene. Marriage. <laughs> what brings us here together? Now love your wife. Do you have the wing? <laughs> Whatever. Oh my god. Oh, such cl- I got to see that movie again. It's been too long. Oh man. Um, look, good old Rusty. Oh, I know um, a line from the movie that Rusty could work on where they approach huh. the the gatekeeper and he says, "I don't have a gate key." <laughs> <laughs> He's the king holder, right? Yes. It, but, yeah. see, but caught off guard, I don't have a gate key. <laughs> anyway, we're Oops. we're descending again. Oh well. Oh my god. Fun. Okay. Uh <laughs> actually so many one-liners are flashing in my mind now from that movie that would be perfect for this conversation. But uh they're climbing up the rope and uh the giant andre the giant isn't isn't carrying the guy fast enough right i'm getting another giant (laughs) don't say that Uh, we're getting another prophet right this guy i hate rusty's holding his own so far yeah it's amazing um yeah yeah he's a good puppet um so let's uh wow that was a lot so um, back to the actual episode. <laughs> oh, is that what we're uh, doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. You know, it's funny because there are some segues from uh, from Rusty Nail's uh, talk there. Um, there's some. There's a. <laughs> there's a few segues uh, with regard to our topic, calamitous cop outs. So he gives some cop outs, uh, some adjustments, some clarifications. Right. These are cop outs, of course, to this idea of revelation. Um, 
there's other cop-outs that are prolific in the church culture uh, that come from its teachings, it's not just cultural, that are given to people primarily when they have tragedy or, or calamity in their lives, and thus the term or the title calamitous cop-outs. Um, mm-hmm. So things you're told because of the teachings of the church, you, you think you know everything, right? You think you know the answers to all of life's great questions. Some of the things are mysteries, but we'll find them out later, whatever. But at least you know the answers to all of the major things in life. So when somebody has a calamity in their life, tragedy, whatever, whether in or out of the church, hey, you've got the best thing to say. Because you have the truth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What do you think about so, that, Dave? You actually came across a really good resource that you were Well, I found a about. book, uh, and this this is where I go for my revelations, The Laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sting went to strip clubs. So oh, you're, you know, yeah. See, right next I'm, I went up a notch. Anyway, I, there's a book uh, by a gal who had cancer, and in the appendix in the back of the book, she's said, these are things to never say to someone who's facing death or a tragedy, you know, a, a life-threatening uh, illness, a, a death in the family, that kind of thing, so, a calamity, okay? Yeah. And uh, she, got, she has five things there. And as I started to read those, I thought, wow, this is the kind of shit that members of the church have been taught and, and mimic and parrot back to other members of the church. It's, it's like more, I call it Mormonese. It's almost like mm-hmm. their own language, but the bottom line relative to situations where there is no answer, they can never say that. They can never say these words. I don't know, or we don't know. Instead right. it's, and, and I would put near the top of the list, the one that's the most commonly used, God works in mysterious ways. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. Well, how in the fuck does that help me? I don't get it. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. What do you think about yeah. that? Other, other than just leaving you confused and yeah. and still still with, with really no solace. I mean... The, the irony there in the Christian world, especially, although I, I believe I'm going to plead ignorance to a deep knowledge of religion and culture uh, with religions like Islam, etc. But my my understanding is similar. You know, Allah, Allah is, you know, in control. Allah is king. Um, this, this idea that, uh, look, it's in God's hands. Um, he knows why. Uh, you don't. Sorry. Well, you will know. But you will know the reason. You just have to wait till you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sucks to be you right now. <laughs> yeah, but sorry. Um, when you when you die, you'll get it. You know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so, in this gal's list of things that people say that just pissed her off was uh, at the top of the list was everything happens for a reason. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Weak, yeah, Very it's weak. a big one in the church. Yeah. yeah. So what's the fucking reason? You know, then you're left to be creative. Uh, okay. Well, wow. What's usually, the reason? What does that yeah. turn into? Guilt, self. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say self annihilation. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you're left to ruminate 
on this. And, and look, you really, in a sense, only have two options when you're being told as an answer that God, it's just he knows all things. You can't see the big picture like he does. There is a reason why this is happening. And you'll know maybe in the afterlife or something like that. So the only other place you can turn to is what's wrong with me? Why don't I understand yeah. why my father died or my son died or why my wife has breast cancer or why my kids were killed in a car wreck or whatever the hell, all of the above, you know? Yeah. It's supposed to console you somehow. Somehow. That, uh, you know, well, look, rest assured, assured that even though you and I may not know it, there is a reason. Okay. Well, the pain's still there. You know, I don't, I don't care really if there's a reason for the pain. This still sucks right now, right? Yeah. So, not a great, not a great, consoling response. It's a lack of a response. Again, it's it's absence. It's an absence of a response, and so it's it's a cop out. It's cheap filler. Yes. It's otherwise known as yes. bullshit. <laughs> yes. Yes. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. You must have some more, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, so if you take this, so this lady you talked about, David, um, she has some great, you know, phrases that she goes over, which don't necessarily have to be religious. Some of them are. Um, they're certainly not necessarily intended to be Mormon-specific, right? But there are definitely Mormon-specific ones, you know, so... Um, You'll hear the, the uh, a term. Um, so let's let's just pick an example. Let's say a, a child. There's a tragedy with a child, and and they die. Uh, oh, there's a smorgasbord of responses <clears throat> for this one, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, a common one is God needed them. Okay, so why did He send them here to begin with, then? Right, right. Oh, well, oh, he wanted lack, to bless your life. Lack of forethought. Oh, wait, no, you had to yeah. come and get a body. That's right. Lack of lack of foreskin. For, what were you? Oh, rusty, oh, fourth. Sorry, skin. I fourth. mean. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we wanted to bless your life with this kid, get you to love him, and then fuck you over. That's that's because he knew he would need the child. Uh, you know, later, and, and let's face it. God may be omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent, but he's needy. He's needy. And yeah, he, he's needy. Here's another really shitty one that usually when an infant dies, they were too good for this world. Well, then what am I? Oh, yeah. What am I? If they were too good and they got to go home, <laughs> I guess I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. What? You're just not quite good enough. And, yeah. and if you were, you'd die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good oh, prospect. Um, and if the kid was younger than eight, uh, well, they're going straight to the celestial kingdom. Take solace in that. Wow. They don't They don't have to go through this life of trial and testing and temptation. They're going straight to the celestial kingdom. You'll be reunited with them there. Oh, well, that makes me feel a lot better. Thanks. Come on, dear. Let's go. And they just skip off into the distance, right? Because all's good now. <laughs> yeah. Talk about fucked up psychology. Uh, hey, you don't even have to grieve. You should be happy. Yeah, you should, exactly. <laughs> you, 
you can skip that part of the healing process and go straight to I'm healed. I'm I'm whole again. I just lost my spouse, but hey, I know hey. She's, she's in a better place. That, that's another one. That's another one. In a better They're place. They're in a better place. And so yeah. in this world so, sucks, right? I yeah. mean, obviously. Yeah, well, it, look. Or something, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, your spouse, your your child, your friend, your your uh, your loved one, whatever, uh, in the arms of your love and in your embrace and in your life, uh, yeah, they're they're in a better place than that. You know, they look. Let's face it, your love wasn't enough. Uh, they're just uh, where they are, much better than here. <laughs> you know. Oh, and your feelings, you know, fuck you. Basically, <laughs> it's all about God and it's all about them. You know, you're just kind of, oh, you feel a little sad. Oh, you know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's consoling. Thank you. Well, at least I know God's happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that enough? Is <laughs> Oh, sadistic good. motherfucker. Oh my god. That's yeah. Good. At least I know that, God's that's, happy. <laughs> yeah, that sadistic asshole's happy. Yeah. yeah his, that's, that's his will yeah. his will be done. There's another one. It's God it's yeah. God's will. And and yeah. uh not my will, but thy will be done. So you just handed over your life to something or someone. Yeah. Uh, this this God. Uh yeah, that's another cop out, right? So in in the church, whenever there's a, a an illness that's significant, right? There's kind of this hazy line, when should you give a blessing, when shouldn't you? Uh definitely in instances where um there's a heavy sickness, you know, heavy trauma, whatever, this person may either a never be the same again if the, if they do survive or b they may die. Uh, there's blessings that are usually given, mm-hmm. and I've I've been I've participated in some of those through the years in the past. Um, talk about a little stress, you know. Hey, David, we want you to give this guy a blessing. By the way, he's got stage four cancer. It's uh, not going into remission, no matter what they do. Looks like he's got a week to live. No pressure, and go. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. So uh now I gotta bless this guy and talk about the the cop outs, right? So you have you have two opportunities here. Yeah. Probably more than that, but there's two two general two, directions two the blessing's gonna go. Yeah. Blessing's either gonna go the bold way where you better grab your ankles and say, Okay, you're gonna be healed. Or 90% of the time, probably 90% plus, uh, take the safer path. We hand you to the will of God or some such words, right? So in other words, <laughs> whatever happens is God's will. Uh, there's a third one that is occasional, occasionally the case when the person's like on their deathbed, right? And uh, people give them the blessings will use some kind of phrasing of like, we release you, right? You're released from this. So basically, you're performing euthanasia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are. And there's there's only two ways. Again, it seems like, for, for instance, you give a blessing, someone's uh, chronically ill, uh, and they die. Well, 
that was God's will. So that's easy. Yeah, and, I said and, I said it was God's right. will. Yeah. So you give them a blessing and they're healed. Well, that was an effectual God's will blessing. So yeah, either way, yeah, yeah. you can't lose. I gave a blessing to a man who was just a few hours away from passing, and his wife called me. I was his home teacher, and me and a member of the bishopric went over, and there he is, so uh, sedated. He had cancer. That mm. he he was essentially gone anyway, and so yeah, I, I proceeded to release him into the hands of the all-knowing, loving Father, and may his journey mm-hmm. be a smooth one. <laughs> you know, when, you don't want <laughs> any road box, blocks or any flat tires on the way. You know, or yeah, hey, even if he's in a plane, no turbulence, yeah, right? No turbulence you know, on your on your way back home, and then. Uh, in my arrogance, after the blessing, I started looking around the room and I said, is there anyone else who uh, feels like they need a blessing? And I thought I was, you know, being compassionate. And so yeah. we gave two or three more blessings to family members, kind of acting like, well, we got, we'll just take care of this whole thing. So you won't have to grieve yeah. anymore. Fuck. Yeah. Give it up to God. What an arrogant, yeah. arrogant. Oh. Yeah, just just complete. And and what you're trying to do, if you step back, if you were to get a, a team of you know medical professionals together, whatever psychologists and and psychiatrists, etc., and have them observe that through a video or something. I mean, I think the common consensus would be you're trying to kind of uh, superimpose or or uh, essentially offer a poor man's, uh, um, you know, counseling and therapy to these people is essentially what you're doing. Um, the therapy being this belief that of what we just said, all these cop outs are true. And so you can release your pain. You can release your, your sadness, whatever, uh, that's all swallowed up in the atonement of Jesus, he suffered all that. So you don't have to, uh, and you're basically leading these people down a very destructive path of, of, uh, therapy where they're not allowed to healthily and properly grieve and contemplate and, and think about the true nature of what's going on here. Cause you've gaslighted them and you've basically fed them with, with bullshit. Um, so, di- yeah, and, you know, the word yeah. dysfunctional, when we first thought of this subject, we were talking about the dysfunctional behaviors and uh, what teachings what in the church. In other words, yeah. there's there's a way to live a, a somewhat healthy. I was going to say happy. That's relative, but a healthy psychological, physiological, mental life. And there's going to be all kinds of things happening to all kinds of different people that seems to be what life is but there are things that the the church teaches and and, engenders uh and behaviors that are just simply dysfunctional that lead you actually away from a a healthy life that way that's right yeah completely true yeah, and you know, I'll interject a little bit here from personal experience. Uh, I mean, everybody listening has probably had. Uh, well, I won't even use the word probably. Um, certainly had 
an experience in their life where they've gone through some kind of trauma, some kind of tragedy uh, themselves, or, you know, even just taking that out one circle. If you've had a pristine life where you've been living in a safe box, (laughs) just one circle away from you are hundreds of people that haven't had that, right? Uh, Just just one uh, line away from you in your relationships. So you're aware this is part of life. These things happen. Um, and there's healthy ways to, to deal with them, as, as David said. And, and quite frankly, one of the things that you discover with some tragedies is that this old cliche of whatever phrase you want to use, you know, quote unquote, moving past it, uh, time heals, you know, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm. It's actually not, not true in some cases. And there's some tragedies that, quite frankly, leave a hole to use an analogy, in your life, and you're not trying to fill that hole or pretend the hole isn't there uh, or somehow move past it. You're trying to learn to live with it. Yeah. And that's that's different. And that's, that's a, a conversation about healthy psychology. Uh, and it's not something that comes naturally to most of us. We have to learn how to properly do that. And there, it is a, it is a science. Right. It is, there are ways, although they're not exactly the same, you know, for everybody, there are ways to healthily live with that. One of the ways is not to pretend uh, that the hole isn't there or that God fills it or that uh, whatever, all, all these other cop-outs. I just realized it, it's teaching escapism. In, yeah, it in, is essentially escapism. So go around or yeah. dodge or just deflect and disregard. And, and that, what, what good can come from that? Yeah. And interestingly, uh, when you say that and, and <laughs> it's like every episode, man, we bring up topic. Yeah, that'd be another good episode. That'd be a good episode to talk about. Uh, a lot of the uh, cultural nuances that you see in LDS people's lives, I'm speaking in general, of course. We usually try to do that. There's always specific differences. You see LDS people um, escaping in different ways in their lives. We all have these, these there's, there's healthy escapes as well. Like, I'm going to go read a book, or I'm going to go take some me time, or I'm going to go meditate, or I'm going to, you know, all of these could be considered some form of that although some are much healthier than others and actually help you in the longer term. Um, but you see things, uh, I'm speaking generally in the LDS culture again, um, there is uh, a propensity to eat sweets. There's a lot of sweets eating. There's a lot of uh, obesity. There's a lot of substance abuse with regard to, uh, you know, you name it, painkillers, um, um I'm forgetting the proper terminology for well, um, the, the opioid uh, God, epidemic is, is about as yeah. severe in Utah as it is anywhere, for instance. Just that's yeah, one example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I, I only bring that up to point out that when you teach a population of people unhealthy ways to deal with tragedy, dysfunctional solutions, they're going to self medicate. Mm, right. And that's what's happening. And and so you have, for example, the largest porn viewing population in the world in Provo, Utah, 
which happens to be one of the most intense LDS populations in the world. And why is this, right? And we could talk for a long time about that. Repressing uh, pornography. Right. Well, yeah, of course. And pornography, especially for men, you know, for women as well, and in many cases, is a stimulant. It, it produces chemicals, reaction, right? It's, it's like taking a drug. And so we could talk about these things. Um, why, again, well, cop-outs. We're living in a culture that gives me cop-outs. I don't really need true counseling. I can just talk to my bishop. He has no fucking training, on how to deal with these and things. And so it, bor- it borders guy. on the criminal in some cases. I mean, in many cases, borders on. The I completely yeah. agree. I completely agree. It is criminal. It is. Uh, and and the church, in addition to all these other things that we're aware of, the the rampant sexual abuse, the the abuse of minors, um, the abuse of women. Um, this is another one, right? The psychological abuse of its members claiming that these men are called of God that can give you a real answer to help you, and they're just fucking cop-outs. They have no idea what they're talking about. You know, and you can't blame the members as much no. because they're not looked upon as as clergy professionals like the bishop is, <laughs> but they're going to give you those same kind of hackneyed, you know, trite uh, cop-out responses that we've talked about. Uh, just pray about it. Uh, go pray about it, and you'll you'll get better, or you'll understand. Um, that, and then all these other things. Got to be yeah. the 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 most probably the most common and the weakest response to you know a real situation that needs to be addressed. Go pray about it. What the hell yeah. does that even mean? You're you're gonna get yeah. an answer from God. I never got one. <laughs> <laughs> and again, oh well, that's my fault. Oh, yeah, it it's, is. it's so easy. It is. I love this Mormon yeah. shit. It's so easy, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes you feel so good, right? In the end, you're never. No one's worthy enough. No one's going to get the answers they they need, and it's all on you. It's such a healthy. <laughs> healthy society. <laughs> uh, I gotta go crack open a cold one. You know. Yeah, how yeah. Happy I am. Uh, I'm so happy I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. Um, wow. You'll see. You'll see your loved ones again. Uh, never mind how much you miss them now. That's just your issue. You don't understand the plan of salvation. You don't understand God's God's plan. Um. Yeah, you know, uh, on and on and on. Of course, as we look at the world, not just the Mormon culture, in in a macro view, and we see all the stuff that's happening in the world, and I'm I'm not going to be uh, this uh, doomsday or you know pessimist, whatever. I I try to define myself as an idealist tempered by occasional realism. Oh, how <laughs> dare you! where the realism is getting i think more and more frequent as i get older you could call it cynicism um but look i see all a bunch of the shit happening in the world i also am not going to be uh be so naive as to say that nothing good happens in the world that's bullshit too there's all sorts of good going on and there's all sorts of uh, beautiful beautiful things in this world to enjoy um 
but let's you know let's not forget that there's both and as you look at it in a macro view um you know <laughs> I, I i have the three words right babies with cancer right yeah. now give me a cop out and uh, and um whatever and so the the idea of a god and a devil itself is nothing more than an outward expression of an inner struggle if you will or an inner manifestation in every one of us to have the capacity to do good and not so good and, and maybe even bad to ourselves and to others. It seems to be the way we're made up. And so to make sense of that, we created the ultimate cop-out. And I'm going to step on some toes here, but that's my idea of the creation of this God and his adversarial son, the devil. Yeah. To be that's all it yeah. is. An extension. It is. Trying to understand the ultimate I never thought of it that the ultimate and an initial, I can talk, original cop out. The creation of this whole yeah. fucking mess. Uh, a non answer. Uh and oh, and that's another one. Well, sometimes we just don't know the answer. <laughs> you're just gonna have to deal with it why, why don't you just say it you never know the answer we don't know you know and, and look uh as as science goes on um it's amazing how much we are learning uh, uh and not just about ourselves but about the universe about our planet about our ecosystem about energy about i mean you name it on and on and on and on it's pretty fantastic, and we're learning more every day. We are so far away from knowing much at all, though, in the in the grand scheme of things. And you know, I'll tell you what, for me personally, having gone through some tragedies occasionally in my life, one of the most healing and beneficial things that I could ever start uh, just, I guess, realizing or or manifesting within myself was exactly that i don't know mm. and i'll tell you what as weird as that sounds when i moved in my life from thinking that i knew the answers to all of these great questions right where did i come from who where do i go after i die blah 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 oh i know all that when i moved away from that and I moved closer to this this feeling, you know what? I don't really know anything. I have inklings. I have experiences. And if those experiences repeat themselves, I'm like, huh, hmm, look at this. There seems to be a, Scientific you know, model. this seems to something something here, yeah. right? Maybe there's something to this, whatever that is, you know, that particular thing. Um, but in general, man, you know, that. as strange as it sounds and as empty as some people might, oh, that's just, you don't. I don't know. And and there is a solace in that it, and, because it carries with it a lot. Yes, I, I think you know? the, the next statement that you might make after that statement is also as important. I don't know, therefore, what? I'm going to continue to pursue uh, a quest. Uh, I'm going yeah. to continue to research. I'm going to continue to experience and all along trying to remember that I am here now in this moment. 
this yes. is what life is yes. a series of now moments and how is how is my general happiness joy whatever uh uh peace i i like the word peace uh, yeah me too for the ultimate state how is how's that doing how am i doing and so well since i I'm willing to admit I don't have answers to some of the big questions. Now I've freed myself to actually be open to their exploration. And That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're freeing yourself from many other things as well. You're freeing yourself from guilt and stress and self-deprecation and all the other things that come with that. When you live in a culture or a cult without the church, um, where you're told you're supposed to know, right? Mm. When I'm supposed to know, that's on me. And now I'm, I'm fucked, you know, and talk about stress and, and, and turmoil and why am I not getting this? And, and why am I not worthy? And all the things that go along with that ball of shit, um, you can let that go and you can just say, you know what? I'm on an adventure here. I'm in a quest. I don't know. And that's okay. Yeah. In fact, that's actually you know, a, good that's thing. Okay. It's a good thing because I, I, yeah. I feel the life force coursing through my body right here, right now. So that shut down in the church. Their favorite thing to do is to get up even at the pulpit and say what? I know. Oh, over yeah. and over yeah. and over. Oh man. I know. Yeah. I know. It's and nauseating. So it's, it's like if you're not able to do that, well, you're weak. Something's you're wrong with not you. Not worthy. Uh yeah. it, it yeah. has has nothing to do with being afraid to speak in public, by the way. That's not the issue at all. And, and look, you're denying the natural self because the natural self doesn't know. So you're denying yourself. You're telling yourself a lie. And what they tell you, hey, the bearing of the testimony is in the giving it. In other words, if you say something over and over and over enough, you'll believe it. <laughs> That's what it is. It's fucking self-brainwashing. Right? Uh, and, and delusion. You're right. Um, so, uh, yeah. A little bit off the track, but really related to this cop-out, calamitous cop-outs of the Mormon the teachings and, and culture. Um, free yourself of that. Uh, be okay to not know. Be okay to, to wonder and to, and to explore. And um, man, things are so much more beautiful when you have that mindset. And... Uh, <laughs> and you realize we're all in the same boat, right? There's not like a people who know versus people who don't. And he, There's no verses know, in he, there. Even in the scientific community, which also has this tendency to say they know at the same time claiming to be on this, this uh, journey, this quest to, toward understanding truth. I, I saw an excellent uh, talk the other day. I think it was Ted. The guy was talking about string theory and the latest uh, findings. And he talked about mm -hmm. the way that he's able to continue to, uh, to find answers, if you will, and, and 
new new things are coming forth is to constantly remind himself that we we don't really know for instance with string theory they're now verifying the uh reality of multidimensionality which is something i wow yes i've believed in yeah. it, i guess experienced from a spiritual aspect for years well how do you talk to another human being about multidimensionality i knew what string theory yeah. was theory being the key word okay and the yeah. way he tied this into not proving again we don't want to just close the door oh, we prove that to be true but leading towards uh, a conclusion that says we were it's pretty safe to say that this describes a multi-dimensional universe and, uh -huh. and i thought ah so the joy, the, the essence, the, the uh, feeling of really joy inside as you make those discoveries for yourself, whether it's on quantum physics or, uh, you know, how to grow a better apple doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> discovery. Yeah. 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 Discovery is a world that's almost completely shut off for you in a belief system um, such as the the LDS Church, and and um, you don't have these discoveries because you know everything already, wow. right? As you guys know what I'm talking about, the you know everything with these with these questions that we've, you know, life's greatest questions, right? right? Uh, and so, wow, you know what you discover when you realize you don't know shit <laughs> is a lot greater than if you're walking around with a blindfold saying, "Yeah, I got it all," you know. Um, it's just, uh, it's interesting guys. Thanks for joining us. Wow. We kind of took a couple different related paths in this conversation. Um, but, uh, interesting thought, the, the cop outs, um, and, um, don't give in to those even outside of, of a religious, right. uh, you know, concept. Um, Look, human relationships, um, human feelings and experiences are extremely complex, um, and uh, but they can also be experienced together uh, and should be, I think, in, in many ways. In other words, just experience these feelings with the people around you. Don't try to give them answers other than just say, you know what, uh, dude, this sucks. <laughs> And give him a fucking hug, you know, and man, this sucks. You know, I'm here you know, with in the, you. In that in gal's this. book, the gal yeah. that said, please don't say these things to people who are suffering. She also provides a list of things that would be good to do. And that includes, how about a hug? <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Some yeah. And look, not everybody's a hugger. Most people appreciate it. Most yeah. people do. If you know, sincere, I mean. Sincere, you know. You know, ask for it. Hey, can I can I just give you a hug? You know, and most people will respond immediately with yeah. that, and and um, just that exchange of energy, you know, um, is a big deal. So, uh, anyway, guys, love you. Although we don't know you personally, most of you, um, yeah. we feel your energy yeah. and we feel your quest uh, to get out of. Uh, what most of us who are listening and what David and I who are speaking, we're certainly in this closed mindset of cop outs. Yep. <laughs> uh, and 
into a world of exploration and discovery. Beautiful. Well, brother, I'm going to go fix my rocking chair. I sat down in it last night and there was a rusty nail sticking up right in the middle of the cushion. Oh, oh I ruined our little. Oh, pretty. so rust, rusty nail got you in the got ass. But um, bum. As long as you don't see any old yellow dentures sitting around, that's uh, you're safe, brother. <laughs> any yellow pads and lighted oh, pens man. being waved by a madman in the middle of the night. <laughs> Wendy, Wendy, <laughs> God, talk to me. Somebody get a fucking straitjacket. <laughs> oh, God. We love, we love right, you bro. guys. Thanks for putting up with us. Yeah, talk to you guys next right, time. Out. Bye.